Hello, everyone. In this podcast episode, I will be reading a blog post that I recently wrote, and I will be doing more readings of my blog posts because I know that not everyone has time to sit down and read them. So just know that it's an option to either read or listen to them on this podcast. So this episode is called Setting Group Therapy Rules Can Be Fun. And I was inspired to write this because I really don't find it very fun usually to set group rules. I have to do it every time I start a group um, because I work in an inpatient and outpatient setting and the group is always reforming and there's always at least one new person and it's not a constant group. So the rules and the guidelines really need to be restated as much as possible to keep those boundaries and to help people feel safe and contained. So I normally dread setting group rules and apparently I'm not the only one because this is a discussion that I recently had with my student and we experimented a little bit with this idea in one of our children's groups. So that inspired me to write this blog post and now I'm going to read it. This is Mind Your Body, a dance movement therapy perspective on the integration of our emotional, cognitive, physical, and spiritual aspects of our being into one more aware and whole existence. My least favorite part about running groups with children and teenagers is setting rules. I actually like to call them guidelines. The word rules is so overused in treatment and school settings. I figure they might be more inclined to listen if I call it something different. Call them what I want, they're still rules, and I dread talking about them. I think it's because I'm feeling some of their dread about hearing them, and it also makes me feel like a classroom teacher versus a therapist. Group rules are necessary because they help contain the space and keep everyone safe. While some people might not like hearing about them, rules create security for everyone. This has been a hot topic of discussion and supervision for my students and employees. Rules are essential for a smooth group process, but it feels like they either don't care to listen to them, or if they do listen, they disregard them. So how can we make rule setting a more enticing process for participants? Today, my student and I tried something new that worked really well with the children. After my student explained what to expect from the group, I announced that it was time to talk about the guidelines. I was holding a bright orange softball in my hand. One person immediately responded, we already know the rules. I said, great, you can help us explain them to anyone who doesn't know. I set the first rule. It's only your turn to speak when you have the orange ball. If you don't have the orange ball, you are watching and listening only. Then I asked them to raise their hands if they wanted to share another guideline that would help them to feel safe in the group. A lot of hands went up. Okay, maybe some of them raised their hands because they really just wanted to catch and hold the ball. But only one person said, I don't have one. I just wanted the ball. Everyone else came up with something. No pegging the ball. If you don't have something nice to say to someone, don't say it at all. Only one person talking at a time. No running out the door. Once I repeated all of them together, I said, if you agree to these guidelines, give us a thumbs up and keep it there so I can see them all. I then made eye contact with all of them and acknowledged that everyone's thumbs went up. This was fun. This was an exciting way to set rules and hold them accountable. 
I didn't feel like a school teacher. I felt like a therapist empowering them to set healthy goals for themselves and each other. The most exciting part was that throughout the rest of the group, they referred back to the rules if anyone was breaking them. They asked me, didn't we set a rule for that? I said, yes, and then reinforced the current guideline being broken. It felt pretty great that I wasn't the only one feeling passionate about the rules. Usually I'm the only one reinforcing them throughout the session. The accountability piece also had a different feel to it. A lot of times they call each other out in an unhealthy way with curse words and blaming and all the works. Today was more like, hey, remember our agreement? They didn't use those exact words, but it was all healthy and civil. Have you felt a similar dread, disregard, or inadequacy with rule setting? If you have your own successful experiences, please let me know and send me a message or leave a comment on the blog post. I'd love to hear about it. Hey, what are you doing this weekend? Dance therapist and clinical counselor Erica Hornthal is going to be coming live on my Facebook page this Sunday, April 8th at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, U.S. Join us for a discussion and a short guided movement experience on how to enhance the way you tune into your body. I hope to see you there. Bye.